Welcome on Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Paul Wadlington of InsideTexas.com. Uh, you know, each and every week we do a little tale of the tape. And Paul, uh, talking to you prior to this uh, interview here, you thought that talking about the portal and getting into the red tape of it would uh, probably be appropriate giving uh, what we've got going on right now. I, I agree. Uh, I've got to say that, um, you know, what we want to do today is, fellas, is we want to talk about uh, the portal and what Texas needs, and then more about the philosophy Texas has within the portal, because it's not like everybody else's. Uh, and I think uh, Paul and I feel like we need to kind of communicate that uh, clearly. Uh, so, Paul, let's let's begin. And, you know, just from a overall perspective, needs for the portal, in your opinion, for Texas, based on what you've heard based on what we've reported on Inside Texas, uh, start with receivers and not just receivers, but what type of receivers they need. So thanks, Bobby. And believe me, we're going to be doing the tail of tape on the Washington Huskies, probably on <laughs> multiple shows. We'll probably break it up, offense, defense. Uh, but that game's over three weeks away. So we're trying to set a little bit of a, a tone in Longhorn Nation here. Uh that we're not just chasing the latest Instagram craze of whoever enters the portal from Eastern Michigan, right? Yep. So wide receiver, I think we're going to take one or two. I think it depends on the guys. I think ideally the staff would like to take two. Uh, ideally, I think one of them is a traditional outside receiver. I think one of them would be more of an inside guy. That said, I think this staff wants – bad mamma jammas. And I think whatever form those come in, Sark will make it work. He had a, an Alabama trio of superstars where none of them was the traditional six foot three, 210 pound guy outside. It was just a bunch of awesome players running around creating mayhem for your defense. And, and if we can create, recreate that with what we already have on campus and what can, can be acquired in the portal, I think Sark is down. But Ideally, I think they'd love to get, you know, a, 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 an Adonai Mitchell replacement out there on the on the edge, on the corner, who can just absolutely threaten downfield, win balls, big frame, and then probably a smaller guy who, uh, great route runner, can separate elite speed. So the question, Bobby, is, are those guys out there or is this staff biding their time for something possibly better? Well, the three that people have heard the most about uh, as of right now are Juice Wells out of South Carolina. Uh, he is a outside receiver, strong-handed. Not gonna, he will make people miss in close space, but he's more of a replacement, in my opinion, for a Jordan Whittington. He's like a he's he's not gonna necessarily beat people deep, other than just catch 50-50 balls. Now with him, 50-50 balls may be more like 75-25 or 80-20. He's that type of strong-handed, athletic guy, but he's not a 4-3. He's not Xavier-worthy um, uh, in that respect. You have him. Then you have uh, Deion Burks out of Purdue that is that slot guy that you were talking about. Uh, productive at Purdue. They did not have a great offense this year, but he was productive in it. Um, you know, I've heard some people think he's a third-round draft pick, uh, potentially long-term. Uh, which is probably good enough for, for Steve Sarkeesian and his crew. But is that the best they can get in the port? Because Adonai Mitchell, you just mentioned, is better than that. So uh, 
I think they're being very selective. Other guys are going to jump in the portal too. Other guys have yet to be evaluated, Paul. And so to your point, when you really said it, uh, you, you, you said it out right. Um, they're looking for bad mamma jammas. You know, they're looking for guys that actually uh, meet, make a difference. They're not just looking for, like, when I when I first thought about this, I, I, they need adults in the room at receiver. Because all they have coming back, really, we think right now, are John Cook, who's a tremendous young talent, Ryan Niblett, and DeAndre Moore. Th- those are all very talented players. But who's the adult, right? And so my thought process, well, they need some adults in the room. Well, they're looking for more than just adults in the room. They're looking for adults in the room with a hell of a lot of talent. And, and that means they're being picky right now. Some quick thoughts on Dion Burks. My nephew goes to Purdue. Shout out to Sam. Uh, and I actually texted him when his name came up. And he just responded right away. And he said, he's by far our best receiver. He's a really good player. Uh, he's open all the time. We just couldn't get him the ball because of our offensive line woes and Hudson Card's been injured and et cetera. Uh, he's a tough kid from Michigan, three-star, and he's got some quickness. It's evident on his film. I went and pulled it up. He's about 185, 190 pounds, so not a big guy. You don't see that elite <clears throat> explosiveness that would typify a, a second, a first or second day pick in the NFL draft. Um Nonetheless, if we think this guy's projected to be a third, fourth rounder, not a guy you mind having on your roster. Uh, you know, NFL players are good. Juice Wells, <clears throat> again, he's a good player. I, I understand he fulfills a lot of the cultural things the coaches like. He's a hard, he goes hard, right? He, he's, he's a guy that gets after it. He's not super gifted. I mean, just pure, pure physical traits. He's a strong guy who who uses his strength and sort of his determination to outwill people. And and that's great. Uh, Not a bad guy to have on your roster once again, but as you said, are we looking for number two and three receivers or are we looking for the dude? And Xavier Worthy is the dude. Adonai Mitchell, the dude. Jordan Whittington, good complimentary receiver. So I think we I think we, my sense, and I don't pretend to have any insight into the staff's thinking here exactly, but my sense is they think that a the third complimentary receiver can be acquired at any time. And they're going to keep their powder dry for the, the true studs at that position. Yep. I, I think that that's uh, an accurate assessment. I really do. All right, uh, Paul, before we go on to the next position, uh, let's talk about our friend Gabe Winslow. Talking about studs at a position – Gabe Winslow, I mean his mind. Physically, eh, debatable. Gabe uh, is outstanding at what he does. He is the best mortgage broker in the state of Texas. He can also help you if you are outside of the state of Texas. He's got a referral network. He's also licensed in some other states. And you know what? He's a good dude. He's a mensch. So even if you're doing a loan in a place where he's not going to be able to get a piece of it or a commission or even anything, he'll advise you. He'll help you. He actually takes great delight in giving advice to Longhorn fans who are uh, pitting one mortgage guy against another, telling them what to say and what to do. Uh, let give, give, give him a call and experience why he's gotten so many rave reviews, both here and on the Everyone Gets a Trophy podcast. Uh, reach him at 832-557-1095 or mortgagesbygabe.com. Appreciate it, Paul. All right, uh, let's move it on. The next position I know that Texas is looking at and we all know 
is tight end because they're going to have to replace JT Sanders, who made a second team All-American team this year. That's a big hit for him. Congrats. Uh, had a wonderful game in the Big 12 championship game, by the way. Um, your thoughts on what's going on there with Texas and tight ends. Uh, what kind of tight end do they need? Are they just looking for another number to add to one they already like in Gunnar Helm, one that that's on the come in uh, uh, Spencer Shannon? What, what what are your thoughts on this? So we must get a tight end in the portal. Unfortunately, historically, Bobby, tight end, not necessarily a treasure trove of riches, right? Uh, you've got this, the tight end programs out there who – are able to keep guys around and cultivate them, even if they're very promising second and third stringers. I'm talking about the Iowas. I'm talking about sometimes the Miamis, right, uh, who have had great success at that position and a long track record to point to. Jatavian is going to help us in that regard, no question. But not always a bunch of studs in the portal at that position. So we're going to have to think a little more globally. I think we need to go uh, take a look at the Mac. <laughs> Just go down their receiver lists and find the tight ends. I think we need to, to look at maybe FCS level because you have a lot of late bloomers who often turn into very good players. And then, of course, you're going to not be afraid to see if uh, there's some names out there that might be interested. Uh, the type of tight end is interesting, Bobby. I want to bounce this off you. The thought is that Gunnar Helm is the more traditional tight end and we need a, a, a pure move tight end, a receiver tight end. Maybe. Uh, could Texas use a six foot five, 260 pound blocking monster who can still catch a ball? I bet Sark could find a role for that guy in his offense. Maybe not every down, but I think you'd have some games where that guy would have 55 snaps and we're running the darn ball. Also, very important for his max protect, right? A, a tight end who could potentially hold up against a, an edge. Uh, I think the move tight end is probably the obvious thing. I'm just trying to present that I think any really high quality tight end would be interesting to the staff. And I also think Gunnar Helm is a little bit better receiver than might, people might perceive. And I think he'll continue to grow there. I think he showed that this year. Uh, some, a couple of the games where JT was dinged up, uh, Gunnar got out there and, and was pretty productive. So uh, not exactly the, 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 the seam threat that Jatavian Sanders is, but not a lot. That, that, those guys don't grow on trees in college football, Bobby. What, what are your thoughts? Are you think? Do you think Texas is a little more flexible in the type of tight end that they will accept? I definitely think they're more flexible, but I think that there are a couple out there that they might be interested in. Uh, Jake Zelling out of uh, Oregon State's a possibility. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, we don't know if he's going to just hightail it to Michigan State and follow his coach and his quarterback, right? The other one is, is, is interestingly, from one of the programs that you talked about. Um, and you said, you know, Iowa and Miami have uh, big time tight ends. Notre Dame historically has been a heavy tight end producer. Mm -hmm. Olden stays uh, is in the uh, transfer portal. He is someone that Jeff Banks recruited to uh, just a couple of years ago out of high school. And Texas made, I think, his final four or five. Um, and so and he is more of a pass catching threat. But. You know, my my take on it, whether or not they get a jumbo tight end, to your point, or just a pass catcher, I think Sark loves 12 personnel so much that that 12 personnel has to be a little versatile. I don't know that he's going to want just only a 265-pound guy that kind of pass protects and, and can get out in the route a little bit. 
I mean, I think he wants a little bit more from than that. That's that's my overall opinion. All right. Um, yes, Bobby, conversely, versatility flows both ways. Does he want beyond the character issues? I don't think he wants another Jaleel Billingsley. No. A 225-pound guy with debatable blocking dedication. So yeah, desire, like, dedication, whatever word you want to use. Dedication on and off the field. Uh, but I, I I think he'd I think he wants Mr. In Between. I think he wants the Goldilocks solution. And I, I would say Gunner Helm would be a minimal. In terms of stays, uh, I think the pedigree for Notre Dame and tight ends is undeniable. He's still young, which caught my eye. I believe he was a sophomore. So there's probably some meat left on the developmental bone. Didn't put up big numbers, but that whole Notre Dame offense <clears throat> really struggled. Uh, do you think he's in, in sort of the pole position at the moment, or do you think there's I think ways definitely, I, I wouldn't say pole position. I just th I definitely think it's a guy they're going to kick the tires on at the very okay. least if he's an opportunity to. Um, I would say to you, uh, he was a little injured this year too. And so his numbers may have been down because of that. So, but you know, again, a name to watch. I'm not sitting here saying, and neither are you, this is the guy. We're talking more about the how and the who, or, or the how and the what as opposed to the who, right? Uh, all right. Outside of that, we don't expect them to be interested in an offensive lineman. Uh, Texas is more focused on retaining the ones that they have uh, this offseason. Uh, then we talk about uh, possibly defensive back. Do you have something else? I do. Um, look, I'll, it's the elephant in the room, Bobby, and I'll say it. Part of our value is truth-telling here. Yep. Jeff Choate's going to Nevada. He's going to be able to stay around until the bowl game. Or the bowl game playoffs. Who cares about bowl games? <laughs> uh, is he going to tamper with Arch Manning and take him to Reno, Bobby? I need the answer. <laughs> do we need a quarterback in the portal? No, I don't think so, man. I, right. I think – I think that, that, that there's likely to more likely to one leaves than one comes. All right, um, and, and I don't think it's Arch. Uh, so we'll, we'll just leave it at that. The What I was going to say about uh, the defense, it's a little bit different in that Texas has a lot more to replace other than like offense, it's heavy receiver based, right? Yep. Defense, it's more defensive back based that they have to replace as well as interior defensive line depending on what Alfred Collins decides to do. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Um, but finding a defensive tackle in the portal is like, you know, Willy Wonka's golden ticket. I mean, you you may or may not find that, right? Even though you're looking really hard. 
Uh, and you may end up with someone like Trill Carter who can give you 15 to 25 snaps a game, right, as the as the season wears on. So I, I look mostly at the secondary uh, losses. Jaron Thompson, Keaton Crawford, most likely gone. Uh, Jade Barron, a three-year starter at nickel, gone, or two-year starter at nickel at least, gone. Um, Ryan Watts, you know, likely gone, but I, I think that they're – okay at corner right now their problems are at star potentially and at safety uh depth. and safety, yeah and it's depth it, it really is and I, i'm not so sure you know we, they've been tied to a young man out of uh austin lbj that has started for three years for clemson his first year as a safety his last two is nickel uh andrew makuba um and eric nalin of inside texas.com put in rpm uh for him on wednesday uh to texas so, and my understanding is they're recruiting him strictly as a nickel, as a replacement, perhaps, for Jade Barron. That leaves what, what I think safety needs to be addressed at some level, um, whether that's another player in, in the high school ranks and they go that way and they think that Michael Taff uh, and uh, uh, Derek Williams are enough and they add Jelani McDonald back there. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how exactly uh, the portal rolls out in the secondary, because I don't think they're going to look at corner. I do think they're going to look at nickel. and They obviously are. And perhaps safety. I mean, your, your thoughts on their take on that or their idea behind roster management there? Yeah. As of this morning, also, I believe BJ Allen. Yes, he's gone. Yep. Safety has yep. entered the portal. Doesn't mean that he is uh, out of here, but it does mean he's exploring his options. And so that's something to plan around as well. I I do wonder if the ascension of Jelani McDonald and some of the, the good talk around him and, and Roberson, let's not forget him, Warren Roberson. Uh, I wonder if that's influencing that or, or if it's separate. But to your point, we need a minimum depth at safety. I think we take a star as well. I think we take not the position star, but a superstar. Uh, nickel, obviously, I think we know how important that position is in modern college football. Slot receiver, closest guy to the quarterback. And, and if you could shut down that option, you're you're already putting quarterbacks and most college football teams on page two. And they don't like to be on page two. So I think that's important. I think we might take as many as three guys, Bobby. What do you think? I think it would be two max. I mean, I don't they're they're also gonna, I mean, Larry Turner Gooden could go in the portal any day. Don't forget him. That's why I say three. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think it's gonna be two max because I don't think they're gonna have the numbers. Like you might be right. Yeah, I, I think I just think that. And I also think that they are very, very hopeful, hopeful of getting Xavier Filsamy uh, out of McKinney. Uh, I hope so. They don't wanna, yeah, exactly. He's a five star that can really run. I don't you know, I don't think they want to overload that at the risk of, of losing him. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I think. Let me ask you, Bobby. Did you watch Makuba in his career at Clemson at all? Uh, yeah, I, I watched Clemson like a casual fan. I didn't. I never broke him down like a Michigan staffer. Um, if that's yeah. what you're <laughs> the other great signal stealing team that's, yes. that's that slid under the radar, the Clemson Tigers. Brett Venables has escaped this whole scandal with no, with very few mentions about Clemson's acumen at, at signal stealing. They all, it all just happened on game day, Bobby. Don't worry. Yeah, about exactly. Cool. All right. After, after DB, do they, 
Look, they need players on defense. They need players on defense. Uh, there's all kinds of guys out there. I mean, half of AM's defensive roster feels like it's on the in the in the portal right now. Um, Walter Nolan, for example, Fadil Diggs. I mean, uh, Florida State's big defensive end, uh, not Jared Verse, but the other one, Peyton. He's in the portal. He was an all ACC first teamer. Um, all kind Trey Moore at UTSA. There's all of these guys out there. Um, I don't know how strongly Texas is recruiting any of them right now. Um, they may put their hat in the ring, but I don't know that they're necessarily going on them. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, and I think so. I I know some folks that are reasonably close to the FSU program, and Peyton is well regarded there. He's asking for Jared Verst type money. Yep. Jared Verst is going to be what a top twelve pick probably yep. in the draft. So. I think that you're dealing not only with your fits on your roster, but you're dealing with someone's level of delusion. Uh, you know, what's realistic? Who can you acquire? A&M, I got to tell you, I don't know how many of these people are wholeheartedly in the portal or it's just a negotiation tactic, but it could be both. But I, I feel like A&M is going to have to break a lot of their budget just on retention much less yes. player acquisition this offseason. So not good for the Aggies, potentially good for us. Would we be interested in Walter Nolan or is, or is the price tag, does it not meet the player ability kind of like Peyton at FSU? I don't know that. So Texas definitely reached out to Walter Nolan, so they're interested. The depth of the interest, though, is the key to your point. And at, right now, it's I think it's too early in that uh, that recruitment to even contemplate. I also am hearing that AM is kind of giving their best players until December 15th to kind of make up their mind, right? And decide. And they're allowing them to put their name in the portal and then, you know, bandy back and forth with different with, with different uh programs and then you know figure out what they really want to do. Kind of, kind of sketchy, uh, but that's what that's what I'm hearing. So we'll see if Walter Nolan is just doing that, trying to play the field to get AM to up the ante. You know, something from Texas would certainly probably do that uh, for Walter Nolan. And there are some people out there that say that that's why he put it, put it out there that Texas made contact. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, who knows? Who knows, Paul? In, in the other thing, I, I do want to. We got to get going on on a couple other things. But one thing I want to mention, too, is I do think they'll look at a linebacker, potentially. They did not take a linebacker in this recruiting class, at least not as of yet. But I think that they they might have to look there. It depends a little bit. They're losing Jalen Ford, clearly. David Benda may come back uh, next year, I'm hearing, which is possible. It's an interesting uh, situation there. Uh, but you also have uh, you also have a young crop like uh, Leonga Lafau. They might need another year of development and really growing into their role. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Your, your thoughts on needing a linebacker potentially? Yes, I think we do. And and the good news here, abundant, typically in the portal. Not always the superstars, although that sometimes is available. But you'll you'll get a lot of high floor guys. The the classic profile, Bobby, is G five three year year starter. Second team all-conference as a junior, first team all-conference as a senior, has his graduate year, wants to go get a taste of big-time football and see if he can get some film against 
SEC opponents, right? That's what Texas is going to be selling. And this is a guy who wants to be a fifth rounder or a fourth rounder. Uh, Texas will happily take that player at linebacker because that stability of that, that second level is very important. I also think we want Ben to back. I, yeah. I, I want Ben to back. I, I think not only has he improved, but I think he brings some maturity and stability. And I think he's a guy who could, who could really be a guy who emerges late where you, you had some frustrations with him early in the middle part of his career with some consistency and some teaching, thanks to Jeff Choate, who actually taught the position, uh, which hasn't happened to Texas for a while. Uh, I think he's valuable to us, but I, I absolutely think we need to go set our sights high for a potential star, but also be willing to look at a high floor guy uh, because Bobby, I got to tell you the track record of the FCS All-American, the track record of the G5, you know, Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year who comes to big football, they do pretty well. And the guy who doesn't pan at Georgia, doesn't pan at Bama, the five-star, they typically don't set the world on fire. Ask TCU. They constructed their roster out of a bunch of guys from Georgia, LSU, Bama, who didn't pan and none of them really panned for them this year. Whereas the Josh Newtons of the world they got from Louisiana. I don't mean LSU. I mean Louisiana and Lafayette. Uh, that's, you know, a guy who's going to be in the NFL draft. So the, the track record is different from what you think. Because once you enter college football, that's what you should be evaluating. Not that he was a five-star in 2021 who has frankly sat the bench for three years. Uh, there's a reason he sat the bench. Either he was behind a loaded, loaded room, or he ain't what he cracked up to be. Paul, I've got one more position that I think you're going to acknowledge that Texas needs. Punter. <laughs> you're darn right. Yeah, I mean, losing Ryan Sanborn uh, is going to be key or going to be big for Texas. You also add the point uh, that Michael Kern is a true freshman coming in from Fort Lauderdale, St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, the Longhorns are probably going to have to go back to the the uh, portal for a punter as well, unless somehow Ryan Sanborn gets a sixth year because of COVID. I mean, this this stuff's crazy now. I mean, if if Cam, if Cam Rising and and uh, Casey Thompson can get seventh years, why not a punter? Well, Dylan I Gabriel can't. is what Dylan Gabriel's on his seventh. seventh. Yeah, third team seventh year. Like, let's move on, guys. You're you're, you're <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and dazed and confused. You know. That's the thing I like about college, Bobby. Everyone stays the same age. All right. That's going to do it for today's Tale of the Tape. Paul, thanks for joining me, buddy. Uh, we'll be back with Paul on Saturday morning for our Saturday morning conversation. We'll have more tonight. Also, Joe Cook and uh, Joe Cook and Justin Wells doing questions answered. Uh, so be, be sure you tune into that. And also make sure you check us out on InsideTexas.com, uh, where Paul and I post each and every day. We're on the message boards as well. Uh, as other players in the Texas football market uh, talk a little Longhorn football. There's no better time than right now. Uh, just a little bit more than two and a half, three weeks away, I guess, until Texas goes to New Orleans uh, for the Sugar Bowl. For Paul, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football.